Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Supersize Phys Ed Podcast. I'm Dave. I'm your host, and I'm here to give you another quick Frankenstein episode, I call it, because it is a mix of just little clips here and there, some funny, some interesting, some entertaining, some informative, all pretty cool and they're here for you. So little clips followed by a boomer, which sounds like this. Yes, the boomer might get a little annoying. I know, but that's a boomer. So hopefully you'll enjoy this episode. It's our second Frankenstein episode. And here we go. That's the am big... I playing this game or am I the gamer? Oh, you are playing the game, Ash. You are right in there. <laughs> Always playing a game. He's like, Corona's like Michael Jordan. You don't challenge Corona. <laughs> <laughs> you even say Corona and it starts looking for you. Uh, Corona's wild. the Chuck Norris. I want to bring them to school, but I don't. I, my, I lost the battle with my wife. So, well, I don't like because they're with me. They're with me at my school, and but the the thing is, they got to wear a mask like six to seven hours a day. So that was yeah. the that was the thing that kind of put me over the edge. Where I'm like, okay, Grandma says she'll stay home with them. And hey, by the way, I I know you guys don't like Trump, but man, I I can't see you voting for Biden. Can't even put a sentence together. So. Uh, you guys could have done better than Biden, seriously. Okay, at the end, here's what you had. You had you had Sanders, Biden, and Trump. And Trump was actually the youngest of the white old men on those, on those three people. We're, we're not on the committee. We're not on the selection committee. Trust, it would have gone a, a completely different way. He, for the He'd be like weekend of Bernie's, man. You'll just prop him up and... Like, <laughs> Like, who's going to want to be in a room with a kid who can't wear a mask, whether behavioral, you know, sensory issues, whatever it is. Let's say somebody is named Ladavius. Okay, it's just a different version from your name. They have the same qualities, but they might not get a phone call back just because their name is Ladavius. You have the same qualities. You're Dave. They're going to call you just because of your name. This is the miracle that we face. We can't have unique names. And, you know, because we might not ever get that phone call just because our mom decided to be different. Actually, I just finished this book and I don't know why I didn't read it. (laughs) earlier Tanahishi Coates the world between me is mm-hmm. an excellent representation of what Fran just said it's not that they hate America it's that America is not living up to the words they used even though we know the words that they used didn't mean what they mean but they still have meaning towards what the dictionary meant so basically it's just a challenge of essentially there being the most American way that you can be if you want to be technical without getting into the white supremacy aspect and like America was built on racism and slavery. 
they're well, the, being Americans yeah. by critiquing it. They're like, you're not, you're not hitting the standard in which you said that you were going to do for everybody. You said equality and justice for all. It's not there. But you know what? You, you, you have to hear this because, you know, like I said before, a lot of times when people of color don't really express ourselves, we bought, you know, we hold it in because we're some of us are afraid to go there with our white friends or sometimes we're like they won't understand so why am I going to waste my breath and then some people are like it's my not my job to educate them they need to educate themselves but I, I need people to understand that just because people of color express themselves and it might not be what you want to hear let them talk, let them express themselves and just listen because they're giving you their viewpoint of America. Okay, let me just say, I think we there's a lot of common ground in general, not, not just in the, our little Zoom meeting, but in general, in the, in the world, there are a lot of things we can agree on. If COVID and... Um, that idiot cop, I won't even say his name. If that never happened, Trump would have won a landslide this November. I really, I mean, the economy was strong. He did a lot for the, the black community. Oh yeah, you're um, right. Job wise, he did historically black colleges. He, I mean, he, he made a deal with them. That was fa- fantastic. Um, Talk, talking points, Dave. No, but I'm, 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 I'm saying, I'm saying he would have won. You don't have to agree with me. I think he would have won in a landslide though. If it, I, 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 you, you, uh, you can disagree with, what he no, did. I get what you're saying, Dave. Listen, the bottom line is if the economy was rolling, Trump would have won. That, that's really it. There's no, don't, no, not historically the usually accurate. Yeah. And I'm not, you guys can, don't like him, but I'm just saying I think he would have won a landslide if those two things never happened. In session, I'm going to have paw prints on the floor six feet away from each other. We're going to be working mostly with individual skills this year. Um, we'll be outside if we get the chance to with virtual students uh, using Zoom to connect with them. We started up Seesaw this year, so I can put activities for them to do on there. Uh, Flipgrid as well. I've started up Flipgrid. They keep them active. Games in their traditional sense will be non-existent. I'm probably going to be stealing a lot of the ideas from open phys ed and re-modify those for each grade level and then just try to figure out my curriculum from there. Basically, all my activities are going to be choice-oriented, so I'm going to have different physical activities like, obviously, yoga, stretching, how to do strength exercises, um, using different equipment at home, trying to become familiar with what objects you have at home to stay active. But predominantly my main focus out the gate is going to be social emotional. There's a lot of kids in my school that have experiences with trauma. Um, There are a lot of kids that don't have necessarily access to the internet. So I'm basically going to be focusing on trying to figure out what their life has been like since the last time we were in school. Uh, 
right? And I made sure not to give him extra points, Dave, after the time. So we I, I was mesmerized by him as well. I was just uh-huh. mesmerized by his answers and he's got another, you know, cool beard like Steven. So I was just kind of like listening mm-hmm. and then I realized I didn't start the timer. So that's what I'm saying, because this subject, I, I need to learn this, you know, like I, I spent so many years learning about all the different pedagogies and icebreakers and everything. And it's literally like, I am a rookie teacher that never went to school. that doesn't have a mentor to lean on. And I have to start from scratch almost by myself. And I know I'm not a big fan of reinventing the wheel. However, if you really want to get paid and you really want to do a good job, you're going to have to create that connection, which means you're going to have to do the stuff and put it out there. That being said, though, now one more thing, Fran, on your mindful, Mindfulness Mondays, that's when you should invite, you know, Stephen Buller to do the Fear the Beard Mondays and he could do the... Exactly. You can lead your your (laughs) meditation. Uh, Now, girls. (laughs) We're talking about um, making them uh, follow the rules, expectations, uh, safety, and working with others. So I think um, modeling that is important. I think practicing that is important. So these are skills that need to be practiced just like kicking and throwing. Uh, practicing helping people up. Let's say I think it's important to help people up. I would model that. We would practice with a partner. So they would have the opportunity to do that. And when you see an activity, you can praise the heck out of that. So making sure um, they have time to practice those important expectations. I talked to them about like, they have to give 100% of their effort to anything that they do because anything else would be a waste of time. And so if they're going to engage in an activity, and not give a hundred percent of their, um, of their effort, then they're just, they shouldn't even be participating in that activity. And so I try to, through different exercises, push them to their limits, but at the same time, teach them to cheer each other on and have each other's backs, because I'm going to keep pushing and pushing them. They need to be there for each other and support each other in that physical activity. My practice is the Hollingsworth method. I do not follow (laughs) a lot of the quote unquote uh, book cookie cutter, um, you know, theories. I do what's best for me, um, but it it might not be best for everyone because I'm very strict and I'm the teacher that is like, oh, she's such a bee. But um, but my kids know I love them. But I'm very like, okay, like, what are you doing? And I could be kind of sarcastic, too. So my kids that get the sarcasm, they crack up. But then the kids that are clueless, they're like, but uh, (laughs) but I I like structure. So my kids know it's going to be structure. There's going to be order. It's not going to be all kind of chaotic, willy nilly. They know. you know, I, I'm, I mean business, but at the end of the day, I am there for them. I do the, the rubber bands on my left left wrist. And then every time he does something great, I move it to my right wrist. And if he gets seven of those, then he gets his predetermined reward. So that's a great way to have it private and get also him to have eye contact with you because he wants to see if he gets that rubber band moved. 
I read another space, and again, I don't have the citation for it, but that actual screen time builds anger and aggression in young people. Mm. And so asking them to, I mean, exactly. Like, I, I <laughs> so, um, and if it does with us as adults, what's it going to do for kids? And, and how, do we, how do we rebuild their humanness coming out of this? So. I was, I was at this virtual award ceremony a week ago and you always, you know, you get your swag bag when you're at these kind of ceremonies. Our swag bag included a forehead thermometer. And I was like, <laughs> <"Wee!"> <laughs> There you go. And like I said, I, I don't want to bring this down a, a, a bad road because I'm always outnumbered in this, but um, <laughs> Fran, oh, here we go. Let me get no, ready. No, no. Come on, Stephen. Let's get no. ready. <laughs> yeah, Stephen and Martha. No. All I'm going to say is I wish this didn't happen in a political, uh, and sorry, in a, um, an election year on either side. Because I just still don't, I, I don't have the answers, but I just wish it wasn't, everything wasn't, you know what I mean? This versus this, or this versus this, or if you, if you're for masks, you're this, or if you're against masks, you're this. And I, I just, I hate that. I just hate that, the division. That's all I hate. I don't want to bring up, we don't have to go down any rabbit holes. I, uh, Fran's like, Round I'm, I'm, two. <laughs> I put a tweet out there and I said, putting a laptop in a classroom is not hybrid learning. And I had people argue with me. First of all, have you ever heard a laptop in a room that wasn't properly mic'd? You can't hear anything. You can't see anything. You're not interacting with kids. There was, it frustrated me to no end. And my kid's school did this as well. And their teachers had to go out and buy their own Bluetooth mics. I would stop Flipgrid immediately. And here's the reason why. When Windows bought Flipgrid, uh, they own all your content. They own your students' content. They can use it for any reason. Uh, advertising, they don't have to ask you. Yeah, Flipgrid in the EdTech world is garbage. Uh, and I just found this out last week. So I was never a big Flipgrid fan only because I felt like it was a weaker version of Seesaw and I'm not going to double my tech. And I think uh, we had this conversation before and when we get around to Steven and myself, I'll do it. But I just do want to know that, that Flipgrid owns your content. They can use it in any way that they see, that they see fit. Uh, it's, it's worrisome. If you go to their policy, you'll see it written right in there. So just be careful uh, about that. I just found that out. So, and I know people love it. Uh, it's easy to use. It's video. The kids seem to like it. But it is a little problematic. All right. We have a big fan of the Second Amendment, Mr. Buller. And if you don't know the Second Amendment, it's the right to bear arms. <laughs> it's Anyway, it's part of my thing, man. Like once school day is over, I take the sleeves off. They just pull right on off. They get power-ups too, which is kind of cool for kids because it's a little more gamified. I think they both have a purpose. I think Kahoot has a purpose in some cases and quizzes has a different purpose, uh, even though they do the same thing. I also like that quizzes gives, gives you data when you're finished and you can download the data and yeah. keep track of what students are struggling on and go back and reteach topics and you can give them a grade from it if you need to.
All right. So I subscribe to the Justin Schleider. If I'm bored, you guys got to be bored out of your skulls theory. Ever since Justin said that, um, it really uh-huh. hit me. Um, right. <laughs> and and so I, I try to make them uh, the lessons as engaging as possible. I try to give every kid a, if it's a tennis ball, every kid a basketball, every kid a whatever. I don't like kids waiting in line. I don't want, I mean, I want to make sure they are moving and having fun. I know it sounds obvious, but um, I do a lot of self-guided progressions where they could kind of work by themselves or with a partner, especially because they can't share as much equipment right now. I'm, I'm not an urban girl. I'm country. I was raised in the country, uh, like deep in the woods, like uh no, maybe one or two stop signs like that type of country um, where most of the people in my hometown are kin to me some type of way. So I couldn't date people from my hometown. I had to go like two towns over and date somebody because <laughs> you can't date your cousin. OK. This year. When kids saw me on the camera, they were shocked. They're like, he's back. He's real. He's going to stay. Like, this is great. I don't even have to do anything behavior management-wise on, I mean, it's easy on the camera where you just be like, yo, you're not being respectful right now. We've talked about this. Can you please be respectful? That's all it is. Every single time. Um, So if you stick it out, you do the right things, and you build the right relationships, a lot of that stuff just solves itself kids aren't going to mess with you you don't need crazy behavior management plans you don't have to be overly authoritative you have to be balanced you got to keep your line and hold them to it and they'll see that you care i remember one kid telling me i'm gonna take my belt off and beat you with it and I'm like, well, sir, you know, you do what you need to do. But right now I need you to calm down, whatever. He's like, I'm not even wearing a belt today. I'm like, well, thank God that you're not wearing a belt because that saved me from a whooping. I appreciate that. Uh, the very first thing that my mentor told me, and it always stuck with me in the classroom. This was before I did PE. She said, never let them see you smile until Christmas which I always laugh because I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> I said, I, I get the whole point of, you know, I get that respect and you got to keep them guessing. But then, you know, later on through uh, the last few years, building the relationships is what you really, really, really got to do. And sometimes they got to see you smile because if they see you smile, then they understand that, hey, this guy's here for me, not for himself. So building relationships is huge. Back in my day, <laughs> yeah, you know, like uh, we had slow uh, ASS <laughs> dial up, you, you know, uh, AOL, you know, oh, that's did you just say you had AS dial up. Is that what you just said, Fran? What dial up, yes. ASS? A, slow ass. 
Oh, okay. I was going to say, you had ASS Tyler. I didn't know what that was. (laughs) I'll check the explicit box now. Go ahead, Steve. Say what you want to say. It's all good. It's all good. They helped him out. He, you know, he was moving a little slow. Thank you everyone for tuning in today. I really do appreciate it. I hope you got a few chuckles out of that. Maybe it made you think a little bit. Maybe it gave you a little information that you never heard of before or a different angle. And I just am glad you are listening in and I hope you will join us. Please sign up and I hope you have a wonderful day, week, whenever you're listening to this. So take care, PE Nation. You guys and girls are awesome. Let's keep pushing our profession forward.